Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Christian Project. Today I am joined by Anna Gray. Anna Gray is a pastor preacher at Hillsong Church down in Toronto. Uh, Anna Gray, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, like I said, my name's Anna Gray. Uh, I guess, I guess, yeah, pastor. I oversee our creative team at uh, in uh, in Hillsong, Toronto. Um, yeah, outside of that. Uh, <laughs> Did a lot of coaching. I I, I specializing. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to Finder. ask you about your coaching. Like, what do you do? Yeah, so Gallup Strengths Finder is essentially a personality assessment, um, and it helps you discover what your natural patterns of thinking, feeling, and behaving are. Which essentially is who are you at the core? Like, how do, how are you wired, and how how do you mm-hmm. think? And then we learn how to productively apply those things to your life. Interesting. So what does that look like? Like practically speaking, how do you, how do you figure that out? Well, first you'd uh, go on Gallup's website and you do the assessment takes about 45 minutes and you would Mm -hmm. typically get your top five or you can get all 34 of them. And then, um, and then, yeah, it kind of just does a breakdown of who you are as a person. And, um, and then, and then you kind of just work with a coach and they help you discover, okay, how is, my strengths helped me win in the past. And now what, how can you find ways to win in the future? Because what you'll notice actually is, is uh, when you were most satisfied and you were working or, or you were working at your most optimum mm-hmm. pace, uh, you were likely using all of your strengths. Your strengths. Moment. Yes. And those are Got stuff it. that are so natural to you. They feel so yeah. good. Um, you feel energized by them. And nine times out of 10 people who haven't spent that time learning it, they wouldn't even know it's there because it's something so natural. You know, the, yeah. you know, those things where you're like, I thought everyone did this, but not everyone no, does. No, and, I feel like we, we often ignore or we're just like, we never even knew we had certain strengths and talents. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. So it's just a quiz that kind of like makes it yep. more known to you. Yeah, that's it. And also the, the basic uh, philosophy is we spend so much of our life uh, doubling down on what we're not good at, right? If you look at a report yeah. card when you're growing up, you're like, all right, well, I've got C's. I should probably spend most of my time on the C's. Um, but what Gallup's research has suggested is when you double down on what you're good at, you can actually become world-class. But when you double mm-hmm. down on what you're average at, you become average. Yeah, that's true. And so, well, I mean, well, I always give the example of Michael Jordan, right? Michael Jordan also played golf, also played baseball, but he just never became... He played golf? I mean, I'm sure recreationally. I've seen photos <laughs> and videos. Uh, other people would know more. But he just never could end up being the Michael Jordan of that space. Same work ethic, same person. There's mm-hmm. all Different the talents. talents. Every talent you has has a multiplier effect. And so if you think mm-hmm. of it in business or maybe even stock terms, when you figure out what you're good at, every hour you invest into it, you can get a 10 times result. Versus when you're working on stuff you're not good at, you're you're getting like a 1.5 times return on that result. So yeah, like you're still getting wisdom. one, you're still getting a return, but it's not nearly as big as you would if you were chasing something you're good at. That's right, and time is finite, right? So you have a mm-hmm. limited amount of time and you have a limited amount of energy, and so you have to I choose. I find also that choose, in right? any yeah, of course, and I find also that in any particular skill, um, there are certain gifts and talents that you can use. And certain that you don't like, for example, I'm going to like, I want to talk about sales for a second, because I always came from the assumption that I suck at sales. And, mm. and 
that was the assumption I had because I was assuming like sales is some grimy tactic where you're trying to manipulate people into buying your product and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. more recently, I learned that, you know what, I'm actually a pretty good listener. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I can listen and, and summarize a person's situation really well. And then bringing that talent in to the entire sales process, people feel heard and understood and listened to. And I didn't have to learn a new skill. I just had to kind of strengthen what I already had. Yeah. That's right. So that's similar to to what you're doing. Okay, let's move on to the um, to the topic. So the topic here is like the importance of bodies. Why did God create bodies here on Earth? What does God say about our bodies? What does the Bible say? So why why don't you start us off? What, why why do we have bodies here? Like why? Huh. That's a good question. Yeah. That's that's a strange question. Why do we have bodies? I don't you know, God could have just made us as like a spirit. No, like He didn't necessarily mm-hmm. have to make us in bodies um, and and create this physical form. But yeah, that's right. He did. Yeah, by design, He did. Right, and so yeah, yeah I mean, and, and that's also a fascinating thing, right? Because I think some believers can um, deify the spiritual mm-hmm. over the physical, right? But or the material world, but I mean, all of creation is physical. Well, there's the physical and the spiritual dimension, and God considers them both good. Uh, yeah, and we see that we see that in the Genesis narrative. So I don't know why. Maybe I'm being too nuanced with the question. He made it, but he did. <laughs> maybe he did, he, and it's maybe it's an artistic expression that he was like, you know what, material things are good, and I want to make material things, and could have. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't but know. But I also find it <laughs> significant. I find it significant because not only did he create these physical bodies, but also Jesus came in a physical body. Yeah, that's right. And so it's mm-hmm. not just like there's no disconnect. Jesus came and experienced what it's like to live in a body mm-hmm. in, in human form. Uh, and he was made in human likeness. So, you know, yeah. sometimes I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm just having an existential crisis sometimes. I'm like, why? Why am I in this form? Um but there has to be some kind of significance to, but like to, to being here in a human mm. form. Yeah, I, I suppose it. Yeah, I suppose it must be just two forms of God's creation, right? Like material and the immaterial, and this is just part of it. Mm-hmm. Do, do you feel like? Do you feel like your frustration? Or I don't know. Frustration is the right word, but like your your thoughts around it are more because you feel the limitations of a human body sometimes like whereas your spirit might feel more unbound right as a believer right your mm-hmm. spirit is uh redeemed but it's your body that's unredeemed so you of course f- you have the sense inside of you where it's like again right like paul said the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak and right. so we have this redeemed spirit inside of us which is the down payment and kind of the the taste of heaven that's yet to come but then our bodies can't keep up with it right i think sometimes i do feel that sometimes you almost feel like trapped in a body yes where you're like i i don't understand how how why like you don't feel like you're able to express yourself nearly as much as you be able to should be able to for sure and yeah that that's the fallenness right like when we think even even when you think about what the the curse or the outcomes of uh, the fall was that even even what we toil for, the fruit doesn't come back immediately. And so that's a very frustrating thing where, like, let, let's even say in this context, people are investing into their health 
and it's not exactly one plus one equals two. Sometimes <laughs> it's just this, sometimes it's an odd journey and it's not as right. um, perfect as we kind of like would hope for it. And it's a bit of a frustrating experience where you're almost like in a lot of ways, and sometimes the narrative in the fitness space is like you're almost battling against aging, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is a there fascinating. Is a, there's an actual guy who is literally trying to to age backwards. I don't know if you've heard of Brian Johnson. Um, is, is this the very wealthy guy? I, I know yeah, a, spends yes. like two million dollars a year on supplements and stuff. Yep. I find that crazy, like absolutely crazy. But he's trying to 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 use his body in and at least some way, I guess. Um, uh-huh. And it's it's weird because you know. I, I want to ask you this question just because we were talking about um, about the flesh and about that that kind of desire. The flesh is weak. The spirit is willing. So is it a mistake to kind of mix up what our fleshly desires are versus what our body is? Like, is are they similar? Are they the same thing? Are they different? Yes. So typically... And I actually think this is where a lot of like, I think, um, bad views of the body came from. Mm-hmm. Typically, when Paul is talking about the flesh, he's talking about your sinful nature. He's not ne- genuinely, generally talking about your the flesh. human body. Yeah. That's where it gets a bit confusing, right? And context becomes um, important. So yeah, a lot. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. though I, I did kind of use it in a double way, which I think it sometimes is appropriate and can work. Because I also think practically, right? You want to, let's say, help people but then your body gets tired right right so i i think there's some some element of that but i think primarily he's talking more about your sin nature or your yeah the fallenness part of you Mm -hmm. so which i also to be honest i could also be not allowing it to be holistic enough because the impact of the fall is also on our body which right one day we'll die we're decaying (laughs) every day right (laughs) Yeah, of course. And so that that is genuinely a part of the fall as well. And even creation, right? Like creation itself was affected by the fall. Um, mm-hmm. when, you, when you see all the climate change and all that kind of stuff, at least that's my opinion that some of those stuff have come from the fall. The fall. Mm-hmm. And disease as well. Like there, disease. I don't, I, that wasn't there before the fall. No. <laughs> no. Um, so, okay. This is a question that people often ask me. And they're like, you, you know what? Listen, if we're going to die anyways, and our bodies are decaying anyways, and in heaven, we're just going to have new glorified bodies anyways. Mm-hmm. What's the point of taking care of my health now? Yeah. What's the point of taking care of my body? Okay. So this is actually one thing I've thought about for a long time, and which was kind of the, the flip in my head. Because, um, you know, there are people who care about aesthetics a lot. And not that I, I'd be dumb to say I don't care about how I look. <laughs> Um, but I just don't care near enough as maybe the average person. Yeah. But this is what it is for me. If I want to serve God and live out the call of God on my life, my body needs to be working Mm -hmm. and my body. And and if I'm going to lead people and if I'm going to help people, my mind needs to be clear and I ought to be operating at the best I can. Physical exercise helps you to do that. That's true. And so if I want to be serving God for a long, long time, I have this unofficial goal in my head. I want to live till 100. Um, <laughs> unofficial? Eh, it's a pretty official. I'm just like, I'm gunning for it. I'm like, I, want to, I just want to live. It would just be cool. I'll, day, I'll die the day after. I don't mind. 
Um, <laughs> you just want to hit triple digits. I don't want to hit triple digits just because. Just because. Um, but to be able to serve God for a long time, it takes taking care. And to do it well and effectively, it, it takes taking care of your health. And so for me, that that that's the bullseye. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why, again, I'm, I'm far from perfect in this area. But I'm working towards it because I'm like, okay, I want my mind to be sharp. I want to be alert. I want my stress levels to be low so I can be thinking clearly. I want my body to keep working so I can keep pursuing the call of God in my life for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, think, would, I would say that for the believer as well, right? Right. Because ultimately the motivation behind what you just said is to serve God for, for godliness. Um, and that takes us back to First Timothy where he says, you know, mm-hmm. train yourself for godliness. Physical training is of some value, but godliness is value for all things, uh, holding holding value for the life to come as well. Mm-hmm. And do you think that if we exercise just for how we look, is that a sin? I mean, I'm not God to judge, but <laughs> <laughs> let's put that out there first. Is it a sin? Uh, like, is it vanity? Yeah, I, I think it, it could definitely take you down into some sketchy territory and sense of identity and um, in goals. I mean, could God redeem that in the sense of you start for vanity and then God transforms it into something else? Well, that's how I started. Yeah, totally. And that, and, and, and And I'm like... It's just better for you to get going. And sometimes we got to figure out the motives as we keep, <laughs> just keep going. Right. We're, fi- we're figuring of out course. the motives along the, along the way. Right. Um, of course. So yeah, I, th- yeah, I guess it is the emphasis on the outside more than the inside. Um, yeah. It's a pretty nuanced question, mm-hmm. right? Cause each person but, comes with their own. Yeah, of stuff. course. Like their own background and, 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 and baggage and stuff. But I noticed that a lot of people who come to me, for example, um, and, and we hop on the phone and I ask them, like, I'm really digging deep to figure out why do they want to start exercising and taking care of their bodies in the first place? And often it is to look hot. Yeah. It's it's often they just don't feel attractive. OK, like, let's say that's the physical side of things. But as we work together, I'm trying to shift that perspective that your identity isn't found in how attractive you are. Mm-hmm. It's found in who Christ is made you to be and redeemed you yeah and then and also, then also on the other side it's not bad to look good <laughs> that's <laughs> or, true or to be at like what's the optimal optimal you can be as a human being right if mm-hmm. if there's potential over there I, I i i want i wonder and i think i'm like maybe we are accountable for the potential god has put in our life right uh, like why would we groom ourselves if we didn't want to look good why would yeah, i trim right. my beard <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Um, so, like, I have a going back to that question. What's the point in in taking care of our bodies if we're just gonna die? Uh, I had I I like your perspective. Uh, when I always used to answer people, I would take a different perspective. Yeah, and I would ask them like, "What is the point of working and toiling and making money if you're just gonna lose it all and die?" Like why, you know, you can't take it with you. Jesus said, what good is it to gain the whole world and and forfeit your soul? Sure. And yet we still toil and work away our days trying to make more yeah. money because we know that we need that in order to live life. And so same thing goes with our health. We need good health in order to live a satisfactory life at least, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. So 
Okay. Why? I'm just going to like just break this down a little bit here to understand. Is there a point then in like eating healthy as well and, and like really trying to overdo it in terms of the health scale? Like, is there, is there a balance or can we often overdo it? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I do think there probably is. Okay. So good example, when you were talking about the guy who was trying to, uh, mm-hmm. age, uh, anti-age, um, anti-age, anti-age, I suppose. There's in the world, there's always multiple uh, attempts to be a messiah, right? We're trying to save ourselves from something. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, let again, let's maybe let's use climate change, for example. Yes, let's take care, <laughs> care of the planet, right? Yes, let's take care of the planet. But I think it's also responsibility and there should be an understanding. Okay, I can I can do this much as a human. But I can't do everything because that's God's prerogative where like ultimately he will redeem creation, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And once you start putting yourself in that Messiah position where the entire fate of the earth rests on your shoulders, you're getting in. It's a burden too much to bear, right? It it is. It's far. You'll live horribly. Again, it's not that don't do it. So same thing, I think, when it comes to eating healthy and exercising some, I, I wonder if some people who have like absolutely like zeroed in and they're obsessed to an extreme that may not be healthy. It's all, um, it's, it, it's all ways to try to manipulate life to do what you want it to do and manipulate. Mm-hmm. And like, I will achieve optimal health at the end of the day. I will live forever on my own terms. And that's what that man's trying to do. Right. Yeah, that's actually God's prerogative. How long you live, and of course you need to do do your best and all that kind of stuff. Of course, but sometimes, sometimes the extremity of stuff are almost it's essentially making an idol of that thing and saying, "Hey, idol, if I do X, I do Y, you owe me this." And mm-hmm. and, and, and so I th- I think that's the extreme of it, where you think at the at the end of the day your fate is in your own hands, and there's not a recognition that there's a god above who actually has the final call so that's um, true i think often we we do have certain expectations um coming from it and maybe yeah you're right it is idolatry at the end of the day but like you know if you if you run you expect that you're going to lose weight if you eat healthy you expect that you're going to live longer healthier life um but what happens if god decides now is your time yeah or right. what happens if God decides I want you to suffer with this uh this this disease or or mm-hmm. something like that? Like what if what if God, even though despite your best efforts, God gives you diabetes or or cancer or something like that? Isn't that kind of what happened to not really, but like kind of what happened to Job, where out of out of the blue, this guy's just hit with everything. Yeah. Then what? Yeah. That's right. And and I think there's a sense of living with you do your best, but then you live with an open palm, right? Where it's um mm-hmm. I'll again, I'll do everything in my power, but I also know at the end of the day like God does as he pleases. And 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 of course, when I say God does as he pleases, he's not a mean person. He's not 
he's a good father. Like he's king, but he's right. good. He's very, very, very good. And he has good things in store for his people. Um, but there is definitely a sense of your own limitations as a human being, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I, so I, I think that would definitely be the extreme version of it. But I think it's it's often hard not to take it to an extreme sometimes and not to obsess over it, especially with all the things that we're told uh, today. Like, oh my gosh, there's so much out there. How is it that like now water is unhealthy for you? Vegetables are full of pesticides. All like it's almost like everywhere you look, no matter what you do and what you eat and what you drink and what whatever whatever it is, someone's telling you that that's unhealthy. Yeah, I mean, I should ask you that. I'm like, I don't know. Do. <laughs> There's such conflicting information out there. Where, I mean, I, jo- I joke with my wife. I'm like, you could literally go online with anything to do with nutrition and find someone who says this is healthy and this is unhealthy in the same breath like water is healthy for you water is actually unhealthy for you okay sure drinking too much water drinking too less water like yeah just everything right yeah Um, and it's it's unfortunate how how we kind of like got it's like information is fantastic but we're into such a state of information overload where anyone can search up anything they want on the internet and prove their point yeah that's absolutely right that's absolutely right and so, um, it's cr- okay. Can you can shifting the topic a little bit? I'm just gonna ask, like, what is a heavenly body? What when 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 we die? I know, big question. When we die, and it says like God will will give us these heavenly bodies and in, in the form of like Jesus. Are we all gonna look like Jesus one day? I I doubt it. I think I think I I heard one scholar say that our bodies and life here are a shadow of what's yet to come Mm -hmm. and so i definitely don't think we're all gonna look like jesus because i think um i know you probably said that as a joke um because i think the way that god made us right now like he still calls it good but when it comes to heavenly bodies i mean i mean for what we again again right like everything jesus did like healings that he did were ultimately a sign of the kingdom right meaning that health and wholeness is a sign of the kingdom or like a taste of what the kingdom's going to be like. So mm-hmm. perfect health, mentally, physically, um, perfect relationship with God, one another and with ourselves. So mm-hmm. um, th- that's what the whole, like even the word perfect just means whole, just kind of like if a stone was complete, complete, right? Just a sense of completeness. On the other hand, which is kind of like a mystery is kind of Jesus just popped up in the upper room with the disciples. And we're like, did Jesus walk through walls? I have no idea. Um, (laughs) But he also still had the scar in his hand. So I'm not sure what to do about that. Right. But I think that's also, I don't think that's, I think maybe that was even optional just, just because he wants to show that this was the price that he paid for us. Yeah. But yeah, I I think so. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think I think so. You're right. I don't. I doubt that. I doubt there's going to be like scars and stuff. Yeah, in heaven that, that's on our right. Bodies. But but what I'm trying to say more of is I also. I, I well, what scripture seems to point towards is what you do in this life actually does impact your life to come. And so Jesus, what he did, in the, what he did as a human body. I mean, he still is. A human body um but what he did pre uh crucifixion like that impact is still 
there. And so it's mm-hmm. almost a continuation of our stories in a certain way. But yeah, when it comes to physical health, like I, I, it's perfected perfection. Cause I don't think it's like if you're suffering with the disease now, that's eating away your bones or something, you're going to get to heaven and you just have the aftermath of that disease. Yeah. I do wonder though, like when it comes to exercise and stuff like that, I reckon. Are we going to heaven ripped? (laughs) Yeah. But, but remember this, even when, uh, Adam was working the garden, it's not like everything was just offered to him on a plate. Like work oh, no. is actually a good thing. Work. Yes, yeah. work, work is a godly thing. So maybe the, maybe there is working out still in heaven or on the other side, <laughs> right? In the new heaven. Everyone's new. bench pressing and, and squatting. Yes, except I think the fruit for your labor will be much better. Mm-hmm. The fr- Yeah, I, I, I think that would be the thing. But like, okay, talking about work for a second, what happened to us as a, as a culture that made us think that work is a bad thing. Um, and that, you know, there's so the, the, the dream is to make as much money as you can and retire mm-hmm. to stop working. And that's why everyone's toiling away to stop working and to, to just live life. But work, we know from the Bible that like you, like you said, Adam had to work the garden and work and it's work a good the grounds. And it is a good thing. So it, you actually see it when people get unemployed often they're not at their best they're not, yeah they're not rejoicing they're looking for a job well, they're not, looking not, to work. not even not even that like for, like let's let's pretend like a person has all the money they need and they don't have to work mm-hmm. at all i would argue sometimes they may also not be living at the most optimal self like work like it's good for us to put our hands to something fruitful like even if you were going to go work at a charity or a nonprofit or something like that mm-hmm. and you had all the money in the world to do something for the betterment of society and people around you, um, it's still a good thing. Like even like retired people, right? They work in the garden. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. My grandpa, he hasn't been working for like he's ninety something now, but he's still working. He's mm-hmm. still gardening. He's still like cleaning and and working in the garage and stuff. It's like he can't get enough. Yeah, exactly. And then you know maybe I I wouldn't really call him a workaholic. Then I would just say that. There's a part of us that's wired to work. Like work is a good thing. It's a fun thing. Like if you I do mean, it. Jesus, Jesus worked. Yes, that's right. And God worked. He created the world. That that I consider that work. Like yes, that takes no. some work. Oh, a thousand percent. It must have been a lot of work, right? And it's a good thing. Um, and so, and I, and I think you can, you can see the redeemed parts of it, right? Like when you do work, you enjoy, right? Like you feel good. You feel yourself. Mm-hmm. You're, you feel like, oh, I'm putting all i am into especially uh, when you know what you're good at yes that's correct <laughs> much more uh, much better satisfaction over there so i i think there is definitely a sense of um well that 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 work has been demonized but i also have an incredible amount of empathy where it's working out of a place of horrible desperation is mm. it, that that's very 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 rough um i agree place to live from and um yeah it's not the best so i agree and this is a theme that's been coming up often um is at least in my life is approaching everything you have from that abundance mindset knowing that jesus has given you all that you need according to his riches and glory 
mm-hmm. when you approach everything you in your life, not just money and not just your health, not like literally everything, how that changes it. For sure. You know, instead when you come at it with that scarcity, desperation mindset, it it can break you. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. And then you can never rest, right? I think one of the mm-hmm. biggest things that I've did in the last three years, like maybe three years ago. Yep. I started actually taking my Sabbath and taking it Me quite too. seriously. Uh, Me too. And you know it's what? It's so worth it. And it takes an incredible amount of faith to do. Because I like I actually remember a statement that I heard was just like, have you earned your weekend? And to be honest, that scarred me for a long, long time. Because um, mm-hmm. I've, I've still till today, never feel like I have earned my day off. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, and I can you- work hard. Like, I mean, because what's the end? What's the end of the work? And I think, I think that's a big difference between worldly and godly uh, type of work where it's like you just never feel like you've done enough. And so to exactly. actually take that rest day off and be like, you know what? I work from rest. Um, re- rest is a godly thing. It's a good thing. God values rest just as much he does work. Um, that was a, That was a big game changer for me. And you know what's crazy is it not only does it take a lot of faith, somehow it takes a lot of work to actually rest. And it's mm. crazy how hard it is because you you almost feel guilt. Like a part of you feels guilt mm-hmm. for not working on yep. that day that you have given yourself to rest, that God has given you to rest. Yep. Yep. It's crazy. And I think it just, it just comes from a mindset of... of never enough right like and that's what i, mean, I was just gonna say like you ne- it's desire and your desire's unending yeah so like if you think about culture right now it's we can always be more effective we can always be more efficient we can always produce more right but that, they're always that, like coming out with the next best thing upgraded app like it's always more yes and you can always get more efficient with your time and you can always produce like we, we believe at the end of the day, like if you think about the general, like, like let's say the US, the general census or culture is we can become richer, 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 and we'll always get more richer. Uh, we can but, always get more yeah. advances. It's never satisfied. No, it's, it's, it's never satisfied. But effectiveness at the end of the day does have a ceiling. Efficiency does have a ceiling. Um, and there's going to be a time where there's going to be a time when that pursuit is you're looking after the point, 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 one percent, and you're obsessing mm-hmm. over maybe I could have this week optimized my time this much more, um, and so you can never rest because you're like, well, I got to get back on the grind. But it's even to the point where we're taking away some basic necessities, um, and this is like some dystopian thing, but I've seen. Uh, I, I don't know if you've watched Doctor Who or not, but um, there was an episode in Doctor Who. It's like some sci-fi show um, where humans were trying to come up with a way where they could just like step into this this pod, if you will, and then get all nine hours of sleep in five minutes so that they could use the rest of their day as opt- as optimally, as efficiently as they possibly could. We're trying to sacrifice so much of that now. How many How many of us are actually getting seven to nine hours of sleep? That's right. Like, why do that if you can keep on working, right? But then again, it's the scripture that you said where it's just um, what profits a man to gain the whole world but lose their soul, right? Like, like I even think sometimes, right? Like, idolizing people like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. Great. How's their family life? 
Yeah. How's their soul? Like, is is that actually worth everything? Is your is the money worth everything? It's a deception. It's deception. Yes. And Jesus says that too. He says that the the desires of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth will choke the word. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so I, I, guess, I guess even for when it comes uh, back to your health and fitness, it's like, yes, let's take good care of it. Yes, yes, of course, of course. We need to do the best we can, but rest, rest, enjoy, yeah. enjoy the simple pleasures of life. And um, it's the balance. It's the balance. Again, right? Like everything is like tensions, right? On both sides or like pendulum swing, whichever one, where it's just like um, where you can obsess about fitness and then rest it, it just mm-hmm. really depends on where the person listening is on the scale of that maybe there actually is a part of them where the butt needs to get kicked and they need to take their exercise more seriously right uh and their, and their well-being and health and then there's the other side people who are completely obsessed where it's like yeah okay, you guys just need to chill just you need to chill because bit. guess what at the end of the day you are not promised 100 and so mm-hmm. all your attempts to gain a long life on your own terms apart from god Good luck. I, I kind of always say it as um, the world is full of multiple attempts of ushering in the kingdom of God without the king. Mm. Think about that, right? What does wow. the kingdom of God have? Wait, repeat that. Repeat that. All of society is filled with multiple attempts of ushering in the kingdom of God without the king. Right? Mm-hmm. We're trying to get the kingdom of God on our own terms. What was the Tower of Babel? We're going to reach the sky. Reaching We're going to reach the heavens on our own terms, we don't actually need the king, right? What is people who are too obsessed with health where it's like, okay, I'm going to get to God's promise of good health and good overall well-being mental, physically, and spiritually on my own terms, right? Mm-hmm. Again, with, uh, let, let's say, I don't know why I keep on using uh, climate change as an example, but we're going to fix <laughs> Clearly the- that's been on your heart. No, it, yeah. I, no, not really. I don't know. It's just an interesting one that we're like, yeah, where people are obsessing again, right? Put in all the work that you can. But then there's this sense of where, where people think we can sl- save the entire planet on our own terms. And we're trying to usher in that kingdom, which God does promise. God does promise a good world, but on our own terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you keep on seeing multiple, multiple, multiple attempts. Like once you see it, you can't unsee it. Um, right. Everything is like a redemption, right? When you think about the sanctification or redemption of humanity. Well, what do we need? We need more education, right? That's what the world says. Yeah. We need a whole <laughs> lot. The more self-improvement books you... people, Certain people are sinning in the world today or people are acting in a certain way because they don't know any better. And so Mm -hmm. what do they need? They need more education. Yeah, probably, but it's not the be all and end all goal. You can't fix the sinfulness of humanity through better education. Yep. No amount of of (laughs) self-help books will ever cure you from your sin. Yeah. So they're all attempts to usher in the kingdom of God without the King. And everyone does it. Everyone is trying to, Get yeah. the good life that God promises in the kingdom. The perfection. We're seeking perfection. Everyone doing it on our own. In the depths of the heart is seeking for perfection. And that's not a bad thing. It's a godly thing that he put inside. Yeah. But to go to extremes is it, it's vain. Well, 
Exactly. Right? That's 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 Ecclesiastes. He's yep. it, Solomon says like you you read this the other day. Do not be over righteous, uh, but also <laughs> do not be over foolish. Like yes. wh- whoever fears God avoids all extremes. That's right. That's right. That's right. So and it's so, a, it's a very interesting balance which you which you play. I remember once I actually read this from a sales book. So there we go. That's ah. the big connection back. But it felt like <laughs> such a it felt like a word and season for so many believers where he said, resign your position as general manager of the world. Mm. Right? Where it's like, it actually comes from the book, The Little Red Book of Sales. It's very good. Uh, actually, I read that. Yeah. I have that downstairs. Yeah. And so in that, he says, resign your uh, position as general manager of the world. Because he, even this non-Christian guy, recognizes that you can't be worried about every single thing happening in the world. Um mm-hmm. And so like you, yes, we need to care about global issues happening all the time. Thousand percent agree. But then it's just this, if you allow all these things to keep weighing on your shoulders and then you say, but we are, us as a civilization, we talk about, we need to save humanity at the end of the day, right? Like we're humanity's only hope. We need to take yeah. out all animals out of extinction. Let's just say that. And we're, <laughs> we're there to save everything. Um, that's a heavy burden to carry that you're going to, you're going to fix all poverty in the world single-handedly. You're going to fix hunger. You're going to fix water shortages. You know, you're going to do all these things. Yeah. And And that burden comes from the assumption that God is not in charge of all things. God God is dead or non-existent. Right. And that's, that's, that's a burden too heavy for a human to carry. I agree. It, yeah. it, it comes, it, it puts that on you. Everything is on you. It's not just your own life and your own health and your own body and your work anymore. It's everything. That's right. That's right. So yeah, you can definitely see how the extreme of anything in that way, any, any manipulations and controls you try to do in your life to get the good life perfectly without God is a failed attempt. Again, it's not mm-hmm. don't try it's you're you're probably adding more stress into your life than needs to be there it's unrealistic expectations i agree i agree so i think when we come back to this back to the to the core of what we're talking about like okay god made everything and he made it good we're broken though so like god made your body he made a really cool body for you it's really smart really sophisticated uh and you can exercise it and take care of it yeah but like you're also broken and don't expect that just because you exercise it, that you are going to go above what God has in store for you. Yeah. Yep. That's right. And That's like right. the same thing applies for everything else. Like we're not, we're not the gods of our own lives. Mm-hmm. God is the God of our lives. That's right. And we're just, we're, we're the characters. Yeah. We're the characters That's of the right. story. And I'm sure you have much better formed thoughts, thoughts about like fitness and health and that sort of stuff. Um, because it is a very, like, it's a fascinating topic that I've been thinking a lot about that you've met, uh, pastor John in our church. We talk mm-hmm. about that a lot. Um, and cause I mean, let's be real, right. Espe- maybe like, especially in, in may- maybe in the last century, you see incredible men of God who are completely overweight. Yeah. And it's and, actually, uh, there's, there's statistic. I think it was like 65 or 70% of pastors in America consider themselves overweight. Yeah. And, and it is this, it, it's, 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 it's not seeing yourself as a holistic being. 
right? Because at the end of the day, you are physical and mental and mm-hmm. spiritual. That's right. It's not just the spiritual. Yes, that's right. And, and, often and, and God wants it. to use it all, right? He does. Yes, and all he of does. Like, good. What's that movie where it's the dude who was running and he was like, when I run, I feel God's pleasure or whatever. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I could see that. Yeah, but like at the end of the day, he could use you wherever you are, even if you're in a bodybuilding competition. I was talking to a, an enormous um, enormous person in the, in the fitness space um, named Mitch Muller, who's also a Christian, mm. and he's done the bodybuilding competitions. He's done eight of them, and, and now he's he's working with Christians, but God can use you in a bodybuilding competition the same way he can use you yeah. in ministry and in a church. Yeah, that's right. So it's important to take care of yourself wherever you yeah. are. You know what's interesting? That kind of changed my perspective. Um, like even like, okay, let's use the word body goals, right? Because mm-hmm. I think different people have different goals. things in their head where they're like, okay, this one needs to look like. I do think for me for a long time, I'm like, oh, well, to be healthy means you have to be like absolutely ripped out of your mind and it looks like <laughs> this. Um, Which there- is not actually as healthy as you'd think. Yeah, I mean, I've heard. I'm sure. I mean, I, a lot I, of I, bodybuilders have died recently because they thought they were invincible. Wow. Yeah, and then and I and I think about so there's this one gentleman who lives in um, Australia. He's a pastor, phenomenal teacher. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a pretty skinny looking dude. He's not overweight at all. Brilliant preacher, but I know he takes care of his health, and he's not trying to get ripped. He's not trying to do anything. Uh, he's trying to eat well, exercise, move his body so that Sleep. he can stay alert and so Literally. that he can live well for the years that God has assigned and allotted to him. And um, and I was like, you know what? That's something I can get behind because... Of course. Uh, that, that, that's, that's a body goal. And he, like, you look at him, you, he would never make it onto any fitness page. But I'm like, you know what? Him taking care of his health keeps him mentally sharp. It allows him to love his wife and his family well, to play with his grandkids. Um, and I'm like, okay, that that's but the also goal. in ministry. You yes. know, I've had I've had pastors talk to me before where while they're giving their sermons, they're out of breath. Yes. Because they it's the body. You know, you haven't trained it. Yeah. And you can't you can't even give a sermon anymore. It affects right. not only your, your family life and your work yeah. life, but it, it's also affecting God's yeah. calling on your life yeah. sometimes. And, and you know, what's also an, I think an interesting thing is as leaders. And when you think about discipleship, for example, act like, mm-hmm. like John and I, we talk about this, um, pastor John, who's part of our church. We, 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 we talk about this where like, okay, if we're committed to discipling our congregation and our team, like we actually are going to have this conversation because this actually is part of loving someone well. Right. And this might sound harsh, but even with other leaders I talk to and like, let's say there's someone who is um, extremely overweight on their team. I genuinely ask leaders and I'm like, have you had the conversation with that person? Mm-hmm. Because guess what? Like, it's not a mean thing. It's really, it's not a mean thing. And you're not going to go up there and like, uh, make fun of someone's weight or put them down, but 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 you also have like I I've I've made a commitment in my heart I I never want to be the person I, I I never want a person who is under my care to one day be like oh they never brought it up or 
they mm. never loved me enough to have this hard conversation mm-hmm. with me. That, that's true. Right? Because at the, at the end of the day, like someone who's like, let's say obese, we're not talking about someone who's got a bit of a belly like I do. Like, like, uh, like we're talking about someone who's obese. They, they're aware of it. They're totally aware of it. They wake of up course. in the morning, they see it. They, they, ex- they experience the, the health ramifications, not being able to breathe properly right or like pain everywhere they are they're in pain everywhere they are and will the pastors have the guts enough to have yes have conversations about the spiritual things right but then do are are, are you bold enough to then also be like hey like i really love you i really love you and i and i adore you as a person like how are you taking care of your health like like are you, are you okay? Is your body okay? Like, are you doing anything? Um, can mm-hmm. I help you? What can we do together? Like, let's set up some accountability and let's make this happen together. I genuinely think that's part of loving people well. I agree. To- like, because if, if you as a spiritual leader or a pastor, I mean, everyone, everyone has people in their uh, domain, right? Like, if you're not having conversations about that as well, I actually don't think you're loving someone fully. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yes. Well, like think about it. If 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 you knew someone was doing something that was harming them every day, like yes. let's say you knew someone was was uh, I don't know smoking cigarettes every day. You everyone knows cigarettes is bad for you. Yeah. Cigarettes are bad for you, whatever the grammar is, but. You would have that conversation, yes. Especially if that person is in like a ministry position, yeah. Um, but you would have that conversation with any friend, like, "Hey, yeah. I'm sure you know how bad this is for you. Do you need my help? Yeah, to stop that. Yeah, like I'm, I'm more than happy to help you if accountability is what you need, if if prayer is what you need, whatever you need, I'm here to help you. Yeah, and that is part of loving someone. Yeah, totally. But I do think a lot of people just shied away from that because at least for spirit, for People like myself as pastors, we're like, oh, we're only accountable for the spiritual, which, yeah, f- for sure. Primarily, yeah, we are. But then I'm like, I just believe God wants people to thrive here on earth, physically, mentally, and spiritually, right? That's true. That's the vision of the kingdom. We're not just going to have a great spiritual life in the kingdom. We're going to have a great physical life, a great emotional life, great relational life, and a great um, physical life. And or did I say that twice? Whatever. You get it. That's okay. <laughs> just just all of it. But, all of it. Like God, yeah. God, God wants you to holistically have such a good life. And that's an often um, unspoken about thing. And again, right? You're not telling everyone to get jacked. Exactly. It's not about you're not, like, the aesthetics. It's not about getting jacked or losing five pounds or whatever it is. It's about using what you, the, the gift that you've been given, the gift of health or whatever you've been given to serve his kingdom and to yeah. serve others. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. So that, that, that's a big thing that I've been thinking a lot about in the last two to three years where it's like, okay, we need to have more of these conversations. And I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm always like off the opinion. It's like, you just got to go there with people. I of never, course. I never want to die on the side of like, I, I was the one who didn't say anything. You know what I mean? I would have rather someone been, yeah, of course you're getting into people's businesses, but I mean, especially right now, if you think of cities where most people don't have their family, where like mm-hmm. your mom and dad would get in your business because 
they're around. <laughs> but so like people, dad. yeah. So people like me don't have mom and dad over here. Um, and a lot of people who are in all these big cities and it's just like, all right, if your friends don't then get, go there with you and get in your business, who will at the end of the day, yeah. it's like, I always just, I always we need to like, have these hard conversations. Yes. Um, and again, especially I think with the believers, cause we prefer, uh, elevating the spiritual over the physical. Um, and we're like, well, my devotional life is great. Okay, good. That's great. Next step in your <laughs> next next step in your discipleship process. Take care of like think about this. How much did Jesus walk? My goodness! Oh, definitely. The guy like, walked. How many? How many cities? He walked from like Lebanon all the way down to Egypt for some reason. And you're just like, what the? How's this guy moving so much? Yeah, and it's just like I don't think God uh, Jesus's goal was to be jacked per se. I mean, he might have been from a being a carpenter. I'm sure he was in 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 good shape. But at the end of the day, for him to get from one place one person's house to another house he needs to be physically able and have the energy yeah. to do so um if he was wearing like an apple watch he'd be getting fifty thousand steps a day oh yeah for sure oh for sure <laughs> yeah anyways that's my that, that that's my rant and kind of what i wish more like people would take that as part of um who they are as believers as well it's an important part it is. It is. It's. It's. All. It all comes back to like what you were saying. Holistic. God is a Trinity. Mm-hmm. He is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We are also a Trinity, where we have the body and the mind and the spirit, because we're created in God's image, right. and we're expected to use what we have wisely. Yeah. And to those who have and use them wisely, more will be given. Yeah. To those who have little even what they have will be taken away mm-hmm. if if we use it like foolishly yes yes and you know what you're doing a whole series on on wisdom for everyday life down in toronto now so if anyone needs to know how to how to use wisdom in their everyday life and to even to use their bodies wisely that's a good place to go yeah that's right and yeah i mean <laughs> sometimes you could you could literally do the wisdom for life series for the entire year because i'm like i would actually love for us to separate a whole time just to talk about physical health because it's, it's important. It's really, 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 it is. Um, really is important. We do more of that stuff, to be honest, internally with our um, volunteers Team. where you have that mm-hmm. space to really go there with, you know, it's just like, you know, these 60, 70 people, they're in, they get it. You have personal It's hard to with do them. it with a stranger. Yeah, right where you like get in people's business and get in their, get in their face. Uh, so th- there's different environments for that. Yeah, of course. There's a time for everything. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being here. This was, we did get a little bit off topic, but in a good way. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, uh, yeah, I hope it was helpful. I, I think so. Yeah. And I appreciate you being here. And until next time to all those listening, you're awesome. Join us next time on the healthy Christian project. Ciao.